Welcome, 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 boys and girls, children of all ages, and the rest of you who are somehow finding us on here. I way more views than I expect usually after I check this the next day on like Facebook and stuff. Yeah, uh, that's great. <laughs> we are Eat Sleep Podcast, Repeat FM ninety nine, and the Fox's first and only wrestling podcast. Uh, I am Sean Hood. That is Dave Taylor. Hello, everybody. And we, we are here to talk all things wrestling at you, not with you, at you, because you can't you know, really say anything back. You can comment if you'd like to. We get your comments. If you want to go ahead and throw those in there, uh, we're happy to hear from you guys. It's nice to have the interaction during the show. It's different for us. So we love that. Make yourselves heard. We love hearing from you. Uh, and there's lots of ways to interact with us. Facebook.com slash ESPR99. Uh, Twitter at ESPR99 or email us ESPR at FM99.com. And you can stay in touch with our, all of our episodes with lots of different ways. The easiest way is going to FM99.com and 1069thefox.com and clicking on the media tab right under that. It says ESPR. You can see it in the letters right over there, ESPR. So you just click that. It'll take you to our links for our most recent episode. And then when you... What are you doing, Dave? <laughs> I was trying to point at it and I did a very bad job. Yeah, uh, you did a really bad job. Right, right there. There we go. In any event... Um, you uh, go ahead and do that, and you can follow our episodes on those. Uh, that takes you to our, our, our feed, basically. But you can find us on all your major podcasting apps, uh, SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher, uh, your uh, TuneIn, all the different stuff. You podcast uh, Podcasting apps, we're on there. Um, yes, if you're on an Apple phone or whatever it is, you can look us up on the podcasting app. Find us on there. Just search ESPR Wrestling. And if you could, give us a five-star rating and a review. Subscribe. And tell your friends, we greatly appreciate it. It helps us get in front of more ears and now eyes. So poor yeah. you in any event. Yeah, but by the way, if you're a um, somebody that's in the Facebook group, that's like one of those like wrestling fan groups, uh, you know, feel free to share our videos in there. Yeah, we're and, not going to harp on people for have, putting our stuff up. No, 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 no. We, we encourage it. So <laughs> I try to do it a little bit, you know, but uh, but if we got others out there that are fans, uh, let them know about the show. We've been doing this for over three years now. This is our, oh our Facebook God, Don't say that, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Look, when wrestling we, shows, we had hair when it started. We had hair when it started. I didn't. When <laughs> wrestling uh, shows we go back to being a thing with fans again, I expect to see some people with ESPR signs. In any yeah. event, it's happened before. Let's make it happen again. In any event. <clears throat> so this week, really, we're here to uh, kind of, uh, we, we're going to try and be done by the time SmackDown starts. I'm not sure that'll happen now. Um, if it If it does, it does. If it doesn't, that's most likely. We're going to talk to you about AEW Fighter Fest Night 2 and NXT's Great American Bash Night 2 and uh, kind of compare, contrast, talk about what we like, what we didn't like, and uh, lots of different stuff from there. So uh, without further ado, I think Bash maybe or Fighter Fest? Bash or Fighter Fest? What did we start with last week? Bash? You want to go we'll Fighter, Fighter Fest? Fest this week? Yeah. All right. Give there AEW we... the rub this time. There we go. Put you over, kid. <clears throat> so... <laughs> Fighter Fest, uh, AEW Tag Team Championship match between Kenny Omega and Adam Page uh, versus Private Party. Um, look, uh, <laughs> I, I, I have the same problem I've had with Kenny Omega and, Adam, and, and Page the whole time. Um, by the way, it's weird to hear anybody call him Adam Page. Everybody calls him Hangman Page. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's so much chemistry sometimes I feel they have. Zero. Oh, my God. Zero <laughs> chemistry. It, just, it doesn't feel like a team. It still, to this no. day, feels like two singles wrestlers who were put together. That's exactly how they come across. Yeah. Um, it was it, it was fine. I mean, the match was fine. Everybody did some, some fun stuff and everything. But there was never any real drama that Private Party was going to win the match. No, and and it's and the one thing that AEW has, and while some of the tag matches are fun, like sometimes like there's just what's what's the rules? 
There, I, there don't seem to be any most of the okay, time. Because there was an issue in one of the later matches we'll get into, I, I think, where somebody almost got DQ'd for something, but, like, you know, the whole other time, like, what he was doing was, like, not an issue, and it's like, okay. Uh, uh, JR will frequently say, uh, you know, the, the you know, oh, you know, the ref needs to get on them about this. The ref needs to, to address some of the rules here, blah, 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 blah. And he says it so much. Like, sometimes I feel like, sometimes you hear that in, in a lot of tag team wrestling. You know, like, oh, the ref needs to get control of this, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Bear doesn't say it quite like that. He says it like, hey, you're not doing your job. Um, you, you're doing tag team wrestling bad. That's kind of how it comes across when JR says it. And it's starting to come across that way to me, the viewer, as I'm watching it and I'm going, yeah, he's right. This is kind of, there's there's no semblance of order to this. They're kind of doing whatever they want. And to me, that's not tag team wrestling. Yeah, um, and, and that kind of hurts. I understand that there are moments in the matches where things will break down and people will start just kind of getting involved in this. Stuff, and that happens from time to time. But in AEW, one of the biggest problems I have is it happens consistently throughout the match. So Yeah, yeah. But again... They did some fun stuff. It was entertaining. Um, I, there was just no real drama. No, no, which is unfortunate because I like Private Party. But uh, yeah, I do too. Uh, yeah, that worked out. Um, next, Lance Archer. Uh, well, he defeated Joey Janela. Spoiler alert. So <laughs> he, he did defeat Joey Janela. Um, but you know what? I'm actually going to give them some credit there. I actually, I actually really enjoyed that. Um, it was. It, <sighs> I, I, some people, I've seen some people complain that, oh, why did it take Archer so long to beat a guy like Joey Janela? Um, eh, that doesn't really bother me too much. Joe, Joey's not a uh, slouch. No, we've bay. seen Joey go toe to toe with their their current world heavyweight champion, John Moxley. Yeah, you know what I mean. In these really hardcore fights, I mean, so it's really no like the idea that he can't stand up to Lance Archer is weird to me. Yeah, yeah, it, it is a little odd, and it was. Um, you know, it's still early in the night, so I don't, I don't think you know this could be one of those like short matches. And Jake Roberts with uh, with Lance, I, I think it's fine. Lance needs something. I mean, I was a fan of him back when he was yeah know, twelve years in you know ECW uh, WWE days. And I was like, this guy's got something. And then he kind of went away. I was a fan of him back when he was in TNA. He was way back when he was Lance Hoyt in TNA. <laughs> I liked him then. He started to have a singles run. I, rem- I remember yeah. distinctly he had a really good singles match with Abyss. And I was like, wow, this guy's actually he's progressing. I see something there. And here we are, you know, 15 years later or whatever it is. And he's, he, don't get me wrong, he has progressed tremendously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's getting near the twilight. And you can make a case, well, Joey Janela, you know, should have been the guy that won this match. But no, Lance. Lance oh, no, no, no. Lance needed this win more than Joey Janela. He, he, he needs this. And, um, you know, he's, he's got to be taken seriously at some point. And hopefully, if, if you haven't watched a lot of Lance Archer, like you said, go back and watch some TNA stuff. If you could find, you know, what he did in WC, or ECW Part 2. There was some good stuff in there, which, by the way, they just changed his name to Vance Archer, which was weird. Oh, that's um, right, yeah. Yeah. And then in – um. In uh, in you can actually go find find some of his stuff from uh, New Japan before he came to AEW, because um, he did some really really good work there. Uh, you can you can go find some of that. There's just something missing with him in AEW right now. There's no motivation behind him other than he's a big guy. Like there's no there's no character there, and that's part of my problem with some of these guys is like there's no character beyond what they are superficially. Like he's a big angry guy. The end. We have no motivation for him other than that. When he first came into AEW and he was zeroed in on Cody and he was determined to become the, uh, um, Lord, I can't think of the title, the TNT champion. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the TNT champion over Cody. And he was talking, you know, he had, he had uh, uh, Jake Roberts cutting these promos on, on Cody's family and this and the other thing and how, 
you know, Lance Archer was going to rip all this away from him. And that was good. I dug that. But then once that ended and he lost to Cody, eh. they dialed it down a little bit, you know? Yeah. And then he was big and angry just to be big and angry. Lance mad smash. Yeah. That's kind of where he's at. (laughs) Um, So a a non wrestling angle that uh, took place was, uh, Hold on. Hold on. Let me let me know if you can hear this. You ready? Hold on. I want to know if you can hear this. I, I, think I heard that eye roll. I heard that eye yeah. roll. Yeah, that was uh, God Almighty. I I couldn't. I I understand they're kind of in a, in a bind at the moment because Moxley can't be there, so he couldn't yeah. have the scheduled match with Brian Cage. But I just I I don't care about the FTW belt at this point. It it no. it was a neat thing for Taz to do in ECW. Yeah, and, and by the way, in case you're wondering for ownership, uh, this was a Taz creation. This was not an ECW property. Right. Would now yep. be owned by uh, WWE, which kind of I guess makes sense. Maybe Taz because he had the dig last week at the WWE, and then uh, him you know doing this this week. And I, I don't know if, if Cage is the guy that is the guy for this, or, or you know I don't I don't know. I mean, eventually we'll get I'm the match. Say, I'm, I'm going to say no because I don't think that belt is for anybody but Taz. It's like putting the million dollar championship on anybody but the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. You know, it just doesn't make any sense because the belt was built and designed around Taz by Taz for Taz's motto and way of life. Um, It had nothing to do with an actual championship that people needed to compete for this, that, and the other thing. It was not sanctioned by anybody. It wasn't, you know, it was his creation. It's kind of like Zack Ryder's internet championship. Yeah, because it meant a lot. Zack Ryder, nobody else having that would matter. No, but 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 you know you, you bring up a good point because those were things that got that guy over. And yeah. this is kind of, kind of like, you know, I don't I don't want to say you know, you're making um, uh, you know, KJ uh, a you know Taz guy. You know, kind of like you're being a Paul Heyman guy. You yeah, know, it has to has to fit. You know, the belt has to fit the guy. He's got to create it. Not the I'm, case I'm, here. I'm fine with Taz being Cage's guy, like Taz, you know, being his mouthpiece and everything. I'm totally That's fine. cool with that. That's fine. I just I don't need him to be Taz 2.0. I need him to be Cage. Uh-huh. No, unless this guy can do a lot of suplexes, but he doesn't look like he's one of those. I mean, he does suplexes. He does suplexes, but again, it's not the point. Is he's not supposed to be Taz? He's supposed to be yeah. Brian Cage. Yes, you know. So yeah, yeah. Thumbs down on that segment. Uh, the uh, tag team. Wait, I did that one already. Sorry about that. That was last week, right? Yeah. Uh, here we uh, the Butcher and Blade and the Lucha Brothers versus FTR and the Young Bucks. Um, again, entertaining. Lots of crazy crap happened. Yeah, but it didn't feel like a tag team match, really. It no, felt like no. chaos. It, it did, and then when you always have the young bucks involved, you know, it's, it's their it's their super kick party and stuff. And it's weird with FTR in, in this situation because people are going to play. Well, you know, they go over WWE. They should be going over here, and, and here they they don't win. Well, I mean, they've been winning to this point, and really here they can point the finger at the young bucks if they want to, um, since the young bucks ate the pin. Yeah, um, it gave Pentagon and Phoenix a, a win, which they've needed for a little while now. Butcher and Blade kind of get a win by proxy, which you know what's a bummer is I really kind of dig Butcher and Blade's gimmick. I kind of like them, um, but th- there's nothing going on with them at all. They're just a fodder team. They're almost like an angrier version of um, the Vaude Villains. <laughs> I was a Vaude Villains fan when they were. Around. I was a Vaude Villains fan too, but they come across like an angrier, darker version of the Vaude Villains. <laughs> Especially, uh, was is it Blade with the mustache and the? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, th- I think maybe part of it is you know with, with these teams where it kind of feels a little bit forced, or is that you know we see these guys in the independent scene. I mean, you know, Kenny is, is Kenny who the in who these guys are. 
And, and so they're letting them, you know, when they come in, and there's nobody going, well, we need to do this or we need to do that. Because maybe that's always a complaint when these guys come to WWE. It's like, well, we're going to fine tune you for a way that relates more to our audience and other than you just being a guy that has whatever going on. I think one of the things you run into when you let it get when you let these guys have more free create, creative control is you end up with some great stuff. John Moxley has cut some amazing promos. He has done some really great work. You've got certain guys that Cody Rhodes has really done some great stuff. I think that's a hundred percent possible. But I think you also run into some train wrecks where these guys don't really know what's best for their character or what's best on television right now, and they need more guidance. Now, I don't know that they're not getting that. This is all speculation to my point based on what we're told about the freedom in AEW to do what these guys want to do. Um, and I think that's a little bit of a problem. What, 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 what are guys like Arn Anderson and Jake Roberts doing there? Is Jake just hired to be a manager? But, I mean, is Arn there to be a manager? Because Arn would be a guy who was a producer. Well, as far as Arn's a producer, isn't he? Or a coach or whatever he is. I don't, I don't know what he's doing there. Uh, I think he's a producer role or something like that. But, I mean, you would hope that these guys are, to a degree, laying some knowledge on these dudes. I'd really like to see Jake, and I don't mean this as a knock against Arn, but when we're talking character – and really getting in touch with the psyche of who you are, uh, who your character is, man, I'd love to see Jake Roberts just hold classes for these guys. Yes. You know what I mean? I think he, he would have so much to teach them. Uh, but Jake Roberts was one of the most finely tuned performers as far as his character that wrestling ever saw. That yeah. guy, you believed every word that came out of his mouth. And he always talked really low. Yes. Oh, my God. One of my favorite things about him was that when he when he when he was being really menacing and really vicious to somebody, he'd turn he he'd talk like this, and he'd he'd say Sting, when you and I meet in the ring, and he'd almost whisper, you know what I mean? Yeah, because he had a evil tone to it, and you were just like, ah, he's so creepy, and like he just nailed it. And that character that he he was for all these years, you want to talk about consistent consistency, never changed. He'll face. Never changed. Same yep. attitude the whole time. Yep. And I think that's the sign of him really knowing how to do his character. But yeah. Again, we're getting a, we're getting off course because that's what we do. Um, yeah. you know, again, the tag team match was fun. It was a crazy spot fest. It just I didn't feel a lot of drama. I will say that that Canadian destroyer on top of all the guys outside of the ring was insane. So I'll give them that one. That was they yeah, do that, that, stuff that that like watching play. guys wait for a spot, which is but that's yeah. <laughs> I mean it 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 is what it is. It's the indie style, you know. Yeah, it's it was it was crazy to watch. Uh, Nyla Rose versus Kenzie Page and uh, Kylie King. Um, we had a question in the last match, by the way. Oh, did we? Did we have a question? The, what, yeah, what, uh, Patrice, uh, what does FTR stand for? I think it's this Patrine. Uh, uh, it's okay. It's 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 FTR. What does FTR stand for? Because I don't think they've actually given an official meaning to that. Is it is it, is it is it fear the revival? Is it? Uh... Um, I don't know that because I mean, I mean, we know FTR means like for the record. They they claim there's there's different ones. Okay, here we got a few of them that have been floating around. There have been fear the revolt, follow the revival, and then no no get ready for this. Okay, um, uh, well, I'm not going to say the word because I can. It's the internet, but I'm going to choose not to. Um, F the rest. That's like Taz's like belt, you know, almost a little bit, yeah. Which would be another reason we don't need the FTW championship. But, but apparently, it might it might be the Revolt. So it could be it could be. You know, apparently, they were trying to use the team name the Revolt, but yeah. uh, there's already a team out there named the Revolt. 
It's Caleb Conley and Zane Riley. Zane Riley's a guy I, I know. I went to Hooters with him. Um, <laughs> uh, he's a good dude. He's a really good dude. And they were a very entertaining act. And they have been busting their butts in the tag team scene on the independent level. Uh, I really see, hate to see their name, The Revolt, taken from them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they have they have really, to, to me, they'll always be The Revolt at this point. I'm, I'm always going to be looking at them. By the way, somebody signed them. Yeah. I know Caleb Conley's been on Impact and stuff like that, but that doesn't count. Yeah. All right. Next match, the handicap match, Nyla Rose versus uh, Kenzie Page and uh, Kayla King. I'm always trying to figure out what they're doing with with Nyla. So um, it was, I mean, it was a return match for her. She's been gone yeah. a little while. Um, I, I, it was, it was, it was, it was a squash essentially. It was just to make her, it was make to made to make her look the CM Punk of tag teams. FTR. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. thank, thank you, Michael. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't mean to cut off and read that, but the name CM Punk caught my attention there in the yeah. corner. Um, it was a squash match for Nyla Rose. It was what it was. It was just there to make her look good, and it succeeded in that purpose. It did look. Yeah, she did I, look it, it was short. I mean, it was the yeah. shortest match of any of the shows that were on. And she announced that she hired a manager, so that's interesting. So we'll see where that goes. Yeah, which is good. I think she needs something like that. Yeah, uh, Colt Cabana and the Dark Order. Uh, they defeated SoCal Uncensored. Um, I, I I don't care about the Dark Order. Um, they yeah, tried to make me. They've tried to make me care about the Dark Order, and no. Um, <laughs> I will say that I care about Colt Cabana and his storyline, whatever he's doing, for multiple reasons. One, I like Colt Cabana. Um, two, um, he's on my fantasy wrestling league, so I need him <laughs> to keep getting wins. So I, I, I drafted him just before. I signed him just before he joined the Dark Order because I had the impression that he was going to start picking up some wins as a part of the Dark Order. So good for I, will, me. I will say this about Brody Lee watching him cut a promo, and I've, I've talked about this in the past. Why, why didn't they have this guy do this in WWE? Oh my god, I know, I know. I, I never understood that. Uh, when they had that whole bizarre run with Randy Orton and uh and Bray Wyatt going down, and how he wasn't that would have saved that match at Mania, I think, as he was involved. And I, I don't know, he wasn't in the plans, I guess, but well, uh, he's. I also like that Brody Lee steered away from uh, – he was doing Vince McMahon impersonations up until yeah. recently, and he steered away from that more recently, and I'm glad about that because, like, it was it, – okay, I get it in the beginning. It's funny. Ha, 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 ha. But don't lean on that. Like, the, the, the whole point of this company, like, one no. of the things that people said is we don't want this to be a bunch of, of disgruntled WWE superstars, you know, this, that, and the mm-hmm. other thing. We want it to be its own thing. And doing nothing but taking – this is a mistake uh, uh, TNA made when – when yeah. I mean, they did it a lot beforehand too. But when Hogan and Bischoff came onto the scene and they tried to go head to head with Monday Night Raw and they were constantly taking shots at WWE, all it did was serve to remind you that they're not WWE and they're nowhere close to their level. And it so, always cracked, cracked me up when TNA. It's like we're not WWE. We don't do ten minute promos. And then the guy would talk for ten minutes. I'm like, oh my you? god! And it wouldn't even be a guy you cared about. It would be somebody no. you don't want to hear do a, a promo <laughs> ever at all. I'd have to listen to Dixie effing Carter talk for 15 minutes for something that should take her five. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And I wouldn't believe a thing she said. Yeah. Or no, maybe I could watch a stupid storyline about AJ Styles having a drunken one night stand <laughs> with a woman and having a baby with her. And, you know, I, uh, uh, just freaking, uh, but again, yeah. um, I just, I, anyway, tag team match was good. I dig what they're doing right now with Cabana and um, and Brody Lee in the Dark Order. I like that Lee let Cabana get the pen. So moving on. Oh, yeah. to the <clears throat> the impromptu because it wasn't the way it's supposed to be. And now for the main event of the evening. Well, yeah, there we go. Yeah, uh, Chris Jericho taking yep. on Orange Cassidy. 
Uh, good match. It was. It was a good. It wasn't originally meant to be the the show closer. I don't think. No, no. It was supposed to be Cage and Moxley. I'm pretty sure. But um, I, it was a very good match. Jericho played the a hole very, very, very well. He's been doing a great job with that really, as of late. Oh. Cassidy played a really good underdog, and it is of all the people that are getting screwed by them not having an audience. And under, it's understandable they don't have an audience. Of all the people that are getting screwed by them not having an audience. Uh, Cassidy might be the the biggest case for that. I think definitely right. definitely in AEW right now. He, yes. he feeds off off of that crowd reaction so much. And see when we finally got to see him drop the typical Orange Cassidy blase attitude and like go off on Chris Jericho. There was no live crowd. There were wrestlers, but there was no live crowd. The live crowd would have eaten that up. Yeah. Did you think that the the right guy win this match? Oh, yeah, because, yeah. You know, I mean, because if Orange won, people say, well, is it too much too soon? You know, would it backfire kind of thing? Uh, it's you it's know, not I mean, the right time for him to pick up the win over Jericho. It's, yeah, again, you know. no audience, so it's it's not going to mean as much. Um, yeah. And Jericho needed – he just came off the losing end of that feud with the Elite and everything with his group. He needed he needed a win. Um, and he, he, he looked good, and Cassidy absolutely gained something by taking Jericho to his limit. What I, I think that's going to help Orange out if if they pair him with the right guy. I mean, I, the dude's got a lot of potential. He's over with the crowd, uh, but it's kind of like, and we'll talk about it when we get to NXT. But you know, when you have a guy that you put in there with a veteran, and they're they're going to learn stuff. You know, the pacing oh, yeah. of a match. Uh, Jericho's that that guy that can do that. You know, because he's like, okay, you need to slow down here. You need to whatever else. And that's perfect. You know, because because he's directing that match 100. percent and, uh, you know, it's a big lesson for Orange Cassidy. So, mm-hmm. and, and in a couple of months, they, they can have a rematch. And, um, you know, maybe maybe the results are the same. Maybe maybe it's different. Maybe, you know, they're ready to say, all right, we can, we can have this happen. So Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> so, uh, Fighter Fest, uh, I mean, it, it – it was a good. I guess it was. It was a. It was an enjoyable TV special. It, it wasn't worthy of the pay per view moniker. No, no, definitely not. Well, it, it didn't help either. Obviously, with Moxley, was it better than the first week? First week, you had, you had two big matches. Uh, you know, other people. I don't know because the first week I could point to Penelope Ford, Nikara Shida, and I feel like there was another match on that show I really enjoyed too, and I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I mean the tag match I wasn't crazy about, but uh, I mean Private Party with the inner. Or, um, Jurassic Express, um, you know. Right, I enjoyed that one. I really enjoyed that one. Um, yeah, and Cody and Hager, I wasn't crazy about the ending. I know some people were like, thought it was a good Jake yeah. Hager match, and I wasn't sure. Mm, was this better than week one? I don't, I don't know. know. It might have been about the same. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe I enjoyed it a little more. I don't know, because I was into the Orange Cassidy stuff. Um, I, 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 you know, I did enjoy that. Uh, I was into... Um, uh, you know, and again, we talk about it being crazy and whatnot, but the, I mean, not, not having as much drama, but the tag team matches were, were fun. They were crazy and stuff, but. Okay. Okay. Between asking a very good question. Seems like you didn't like any of the matches. So why should you watch AEW instead of WWE? It- First off, I'm going to say that's not true that we didn't like any of the matches. I like Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy. I thought they had a good match. The go watch that match if you, if you haven't seen that last night. If you're not a fan, that would be the probably the place to start. It would be that right. Jericho's um, a pro, Cassidy's an up and comer. I enjoyed uh, Lance Archer and Joey Janela. I thought that was a good fight. Um, and again, the tag team matches they were fun. It's I, I if I'm coming off too negative, it's not my intention. They were fun. They just I 
if one of them was like crazy spot fest and the other one is more traditional tag team wrestling, I would have probably been a bigger fan simply because I like classic tag team wrestling. Um, and so when you've got the crazy spot fest with people all over the ring and no real tags happening a lot of the time and just a reckless abandon for the rules, um, it's a lot, especially when there's eight guys in the ring in that one match. Yeah, and, and, and I, I have that same issue. And I complain because I'll because I'll complain about NXT matches that were like that. Like mm-hmm. the six the six woman match last week had some spots where it's like, well, I don't think we needed that that early in the match. I complain about you know WWE matches that had that. It's just it's the style of the tag matches. I mean, like I, I like watching AEW, but like it's just the style that you just get frustrated sometimes. Like there's stuff in WWE where you're like, seriously, we're doing this, and then I think. I think we're also seeing a product of the culture of these guys wrestling around the world more than we used to see that. I mean, back in the day, you used to, you know, if you were if you were an American wrestler, you, you've wrestled in America a lot. Maybe yeah. you made runs to Japan or something like that, but you weren't asked to do much that you didn't typically have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they would I, mean, I, I shouldn't say that. there was different stuff they would do, but it wasn't like you had to go out and learn in a completely different, you know, uh, style. Yeah. Then you had, I mean, like, think about it. In the 90s, when these guys uh, started coming in from Lucha Libre, that was almost unheard of in, in this culture. Yeah, um, yeah, that style was different. And, and guys back in the 80s, a lot of these guys did territory. So they, they worked in Florida for a month or two. You know, they, they come in, they come in hot, you know, they, they build the heat up, and then, you know, the champion goes over. Then that guy goes on to, you know, Texas. So basically, I think the easiest way to explain this to you, Patrine, is, is if you – if you are fed up with WWE and you want to try something different, even if you're not fed up, you just want to see what something a little different than WWE is like, go check it out. Yeah. Um, that's that's a good way for you to kind of get a vibe for what the indie scene is like, for what some of the uh, uh, styles around the world are more like. Um, especially, But again, the indie stuff is really heavily featured. I think that you'll get a good vibe for that. And you'll be able to see something that is not the typical WWE style. And you never know, that might grab you more. Yeah, yeah. So some people like that stuff. That's why yeah. AEW has the popularity it has. Now, I mean, obviously it's popular as WWE, but it's and right now it's both on the same same uh, you know weight with NXT mm-hmm. uh, regards to ratings. I will say this, and, and this is why I've always gravitated more towards WWE with the tag team wrestling is that the storytelling, the storytelling has always been there, and that's what's kind of not happening on the AEW side. It's been more the the flips and, and, and everything else. Well, and it kills me because they're certainly capable of it. Because if you go back and look at some of their earlier shows, especially there was some really good storytelling in those. I, one of the ones I'll point to every time when somebody says like, if I should watch one match from AEW, what should it be? I'm going to tell you to go watch Cody Rhodes and uh, Dustin Rhodes. And when those two faced each other at, was it all out or was it all, all in? I, it, was, it was one of those. Yeah. Events. Uh, yeah. One of the ones before they had a regular TV show. Yeah. Um, and it was, amazing it was a fantastic wrestling match uh it pro- cody and his brother proved that they understand wrestling and the art of it so 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 well um so i mean again it's not like aew is not capable of these matches they just they tend to lean a little heavier on the indie style yeah and it's a thing with and one more thing on that is that like these matches were there's a big spot and you're like oh this match is gonna end and then no there's still like 10 minutes after this big yeah. high spot which didn't match that NXT does it a little bit at times, but definitely it's a lot. AEW is a lot more guilty uh, with that. It just gets frustrating. Right. Oh, this match is over. It's like, oh, got ten more minutes. Right. So on the other uh, network, on the uh, USA Network, was the Great American Bash. Yes, the Great American Bash. And uh, um, he's great. Which, by the way, Triple H completely admitted that they did that to counter. Uh, 
uh, AEW's Fighter Fest. <laughs> he, he, he did kind of try to backpedal a little bit and say, I don't counter a program. I just do what's best for NXT. But yeah. he admitted that he did it as a, you know, he, he's like, we're, we're, you know, it's con- we're competing with them, blah, 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 blah. Like, so he essentially admitted they counter programmed with this. Well, you know, and, and well, it makes, I guess, sense because, I mean, right now with everything going on, there's no need to, I guess, in the NXT side to do all these other, other pay per views. Why not? If you're going to have these special events without a crowd. Well, yeah, he, he said, well, he said there just wasn't an aid or an NXT one scheduled anytime soon anyway. Yeah. Like, it just wasn't part of the schedule. So he was like, so they just decided, why not? This will help kill the gap. Yeah. Um, and I think he said the next one will be around SummerSlam or something yeah. like that. Yeah. SummerSlam takeover. Oh, opening match, uh, Street Fight, Candice LeRae versus Mia Yim. Um, holy smokes. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a very good WWE. on both ladies. It was, it was a very WWE hardcore style. Um, it was about it as hard, yeah. about about as hardcore as you can get while still being safe in WWE, um, which uh, is fine. They did a fantastic job. Um, the yeah, the table were, table spot off the uh, apron on the outside or uh, whatever that what the platform. Yeah, they they both ladies worked incredibly hard. They looked good. Um, I think the right person won because uh, Candice LeRae needed the win. That that twisting neck breaker off the ropes into the this pile of chairs. Oof. I, I was so worried when the table's on the top rope uh, that, like, that there's no way that table is, is staying stable. And, and so I was so concerned. I was so concerned. So, me too. And I'm like, somebody is, is going to get hurt. And, and I mean, uh, but uh, thankfully, it was a great spot. Um, but both ladies put on a great match. I don't think Mia's hurt by this. No. But it's, it's a clean one for Candace, which is good. But, yeah. but uh, it doesn't hurt Mia. Um, but yeah, tremendous start to the show. I enjoyed it. Um, go watch it. It's, it's worth the, uh, you know, the 20 minutes or so that it is. And uh, yet again, the women uh, tore the house down. Yeah. And it's your typical street fight with trash cans. And, oh, yeah. Again, no it's, it's a very stereotypical WWE hardcore style match, but it's very, yeah. it's, a, it's a well done one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, our next match, uh, this one, I, I didn't see all the matches for NXT, but Bronson Reed uh, defeating uh, Tony Nese. It was a it was a filler match. It's just meant to build up Bronson Reed, which is fine. Uh, yeah. Bronson could use it. Um, he they clearly have plans for him as a big guy in that division, so they need to kind of start building them up. And this is the way they do it. They've done this with a lot of their guys. Is they give them these wins over these other guys and build them up slowly to the next level, which makes sense. Uh, Bronson had a, had a good showing against Tony Nese. That 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 top rope splash he does as a finisher is just vicious looking. Um, but yeah, I. I it was an it was an enjoyable filler match. It was you know it wasn't anything to write home about, but it was it, it didn't I didn't feel like I wasted my time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- this match was another uh, you know kind of a short one. Johnny Gargano and uh, Isaiah. Another filler. Swerve Scott. Yeah, it, it's just more of a showcase. Uh, but Gargano. but uh, Gargano, you know, he won, which was good. He needed he needed the yeah. win after he's got a he came up a little short recently. Um, but swerve gained something in standing up to this, the, I mean, essentially the iron man of, of NXT who's done everything there is to do in NXT. Yeah. Uh, he, he had a competitive match with him and looked good even in defeat. So again, I think it served its purpose. Gargano got his yeah. win. Swerve got a little rub and you know, it helps him out. Yep. Uh, then we had the, uh, six man match with, uh, Legata del Fantasma. It's Hazma, if I'm saying that right. Fantasma. Tasma and then uh, Drake Mack and, uh, and Brizongo. Yeah. Um, that it was. You know, I, I like the side of Brizongo much better because they're, they're good wrestlers. Uh, they don't get to showcase it, but but the right team won. And man, oh, yeah, yeah. 
they, the whole, you know, I guess you want to call them a stable or whatever. I, I, I like these guys because they, they've been a great, oh, yeah. threat, great maverick and, and everything else. And, um, you know, these are the guys, you know, the flying around style, if you want, Lucha style that it, it works in regards, kind of like the Lucha house party where to a certain extent, but then like, you know, the moves can backfire on them and it costs them. Yeah, I, I enjoy. I enjoy really got a Phantasma. I think they're a good, huge, uh, stable. I like Santos Escobar um, in this role better than I did as El Hijo del Fantasma. Um, I just didn't see it necessary to all of a sudden make him that character who didn't really get a lot of talking time and whatnot. Santos Escobar is a great talker and he's a really good worker. Um, so I'm, I'm glad they're letting him play this role out. And I like his almost kingpin style character that he's using. Uh, the biggest success of this match, though, was Joaquin Wilde was able to go an entire match without playing any version of a bromance character or a DJ or anything. So, yay. Um, so that was the <laughs> highlight of the match for me. I mean, other than that, it was it was fine. It was a good match. Right team won. Um, it, it just, you know, it's... It, if it had gone another way, I would have been shocked. Yeah. Uh, next match, kind of a squash match. Uh, Mercedes Martinez, uh, Santana. But, you know, th- th- it's a showcase for Mercedes. I will say this. I love the idea that she's getting her shot with WWE at this point because, yeah. boy, you do not see WWE signing women for the first time at 39 years old. No, you don't. No. I mean, with the exception, I mean, Asuka was, 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 uh, was a little older as well when she was signed, I think. Um, I think she was in her upper 30s. Um, because I think she's Shayna was a little bit older too. Is she? Yeah, Shayna's. Yeah, I think you're right. Shayna, Shayna's probably in her in her mid 30s at least. Um, she uh, Shayna's uh, going to be uh, 40 next month. Yeah. See, there you go. Although things have seen, but, she was, but she's been around for like five years. Yeah. Yeah. Although you know what, I uh, Oscar, I say that I say that incorrectly. Oscar's actually 38 now. Okay. Um, but she, but even then, I mean, the idea that they signed a woman in her 30s. You know, yeah. I mean, shoot, that was astonishing to me at one point because I couldn't picture them signing any woman over 25 at one point in time. Yeah, yeah, because because you want to bring them up, but you know, but you, I think you need to bring in these. Veterans. Oh no, 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 no. Let's be clear: when they wouldn't sign women over 25, it's because they wanted them for one reason and one reason only, and that was to look good. Yeah, they didn't care about women's wrestling. Now they're taking it seriously. They're giving these women real shots. Yeah, which by, by the way, uh, not that we're going to talk about Raw here, but uh, but Monday, uh, watch the two lady matches. Because well, yeah, Kiari Sane, Kiari Sane finally got a chance to like really wrestle and prove she could still do it. Like yeah, she's been on TV for a little bit and she brought yeah. it. Well, because she wasn't fighting Nijax. Uh, well, that's a step in the right direction. <laughs> uh, but it's a shame because because the story is Nia's going to Kiari's going to be gone by SummerSlam. Um, that's well now. See, that's that's the rumor and innuendo. But like that's what let me put it this way: that's what Dave Meltzer is saying. That is not what everybody is saying. Other people are saying that it's not a lock she's leaving the company in, in, in summer, uh, at SummerSlam. They say that she's they're trying to work something out where she'll be willing to stay or where she'd be able to stay yeah. um, or still be a part of their, their company somehow. Um, you know, what, it, what she did on Monday is like, yeah, you've had this the whole time for the last year. I mean, she's been fine in the tag matches, but it's like, oh, no, see, I loved, I loved her in the Kabuki Warriors. Oh, oh she's great her. in that, but it's the single matches where, you know, it's because she's, you know, outside gets Nia Jax, but it's like, but she's got these potentials with the Sashas and the Beckys. And oh, without a doubt. Well, you got to remember, Sasha wasn't there forever. No. Um, Bailey was just starting. Like we, we, it took her forever to finally hit a point where she was trying to rehab her character and, and did something yeah. new. Um, the uh, before that, it was Becky and 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 Ronda. I mean, nobody was getting interrupted in that. 
it was, I mean, the, there wasn't really a lot of room for uh, um, um, Kyrie at, in, at a certain point. And I mean, why, why I think the Kabuki Warriors benefited her greatly because it got her on TV in a meaningful role. It, it helped. And I think she got a lot of respect in that big, um, the ladder match yeah. with uh, Charlotte and Becky. And then, um, cause she got hurt and yeah. she tried to finish the match until Becky saved her. But, uh, um, but I think because you know all the stuff trying to throw the chair in the ring and the kids, just everything that happened that match. The yeah, all 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 uh, uh, Patrine has another question: What happened to Bianca Belair? I don't um, know. The I mean, rumor and innuendo is there's a couple of things going around. One is that she didn't fit in with what they were doing with the prophets and the Viking Raiders, so they didn't want to have her in the middle of it. Um, and I'm like, well, why does she have to be? Because I mean, I understand she's married to Montez Ford, but that. I don't have to be with him. I mean, that doesn't yeah. really matter. Um, the other person was saying that they simply don't have anything to feature her at the moment, so they're keeping her off TV till they do. And at this point in time, that makes sense to me. Yeah, because you know? someone's complaining, like, oh, Shayna's not Vince's favorite. It's like, if they don't have anything for them, and she's not going to, well, you know, she, is she going to come out every weekend and beat somebody up, and then, you know... Well, technically, yes, you can do that, um, especially when you've treated somebody as badly as you have Shayna on the main roster. Yeah. Um, you know, she she got, what, one win? One real impressive win? And then well, after well, that... The, the Elimination Chamber, where she did something nobody else has ever done. Yeah, then... oh, but see, <laughs> but you know what? She got, what's, she got what's the, uh, what uh, uh, Paul Heyman wanted CM Punk to do in the Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Uh, because apparently that was when, way back when, he wanted uh, CM Punk to submit everybody else in the Elimination Chamber with to the Anaconda Vice, and he yeah. kept pitching that and pitching that and pitching that, and it did not happen. Um, so then you get uh, th that exact thing happened with Shayna Baszler. She submits everybody in the Elimination Chamber, yeah. and all of a sudden, Paul Heyman's not in control anymore, and Shayna's off TV. Um, apparently, yeah. she recorded a match for Main Event the other day. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's that. So... No, that's horrible. Yeah. That is dreadful. If you're not going to use her in a meaningful way, give her back to NXT. She's too good for this crap. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but Bianca, from what from what everybody's saying, nothing wrong with Bianca. They just don't have something in mind for her at the moment where she's featured, so they don't want to put her on TV right Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes it's a case where they don't have anything for her. By the way, congrats to Sarah Logan announcing her pregnancy. Yes, congrats to her and Eric. Yes. That's good. Uh, so, so one more match in the NXT Great American Bash. I believe you mean the main event of the evening. Winner take all. Keith Lee, the North American champion versus Adam Cole, the NXT champion. Well, we'll just go ahead and say this right now. It is no longer uh, NXT. Like they said, it is NXT Lee now. Um, <laughs> Great if you watch spoilers, by the way, from last no, 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 fine. If you're watching this long into it and you haven't picked up on the fact we're talking about who won, <laughs> it's your fault. Um, but last week, somebody in NXT posted a video of Keith Lee celebrating. Yeah, and then and God love them. They tried to cover for that by saying that they filmed multiple endings to throw people off. Yeah, and uh, you, sure you did. Sure you did. Uh, I think in the COVID world, plus what happened to Edge when you made him go do reshoots? No, you didn't. You didn't film more than anything you needed to film. Um, either way, uh, it, Good match. Great, great match. I thought those guys really brought it. Um, probably the only match on the show. Well, no, I'll say that one and the, and the street fight were the matches yeah. that felt like pay-per-view matches. Yeah, yeah, that, that definitely felt like it was a big-time thing. Yeah. Uh, Adam Cole... Star, 
obviously. Oh, God, uh, yes. Keith Lee, um, you, you just this is a guy that in two or three years when he's in WWE, if he if he stays the same, we don't tweak this guy. Oh, you mean when he goes when he goes to the main roster as limitless Keith Lee like he is now, and Vince turns him into a superhero, like, so he can fly and he can you know that's that's, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Let's be real. Ricochet. But yeah, <laughs> but everything this guy's done was has been outstanding in that match. Just you know the counters and everything because he fought a guy. You know, like he fought Johnny Gargano, a wrestler. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, just the style of everything. And Cole is great in dealing with the size. And Cole, you know, not much smaller than Keith Lee height wise. I mean, oh, they, they no, but he's much much smaller. Yeah, um, oh, yeah, he doesn't have the. Oh, he's he's easily two hundred pounds less than this guy. I mean, he, <laughs> it is ridiculous how much smaller he is than Keith Lee. Um, but he, Cole is so good at working with everybody. Yes, everybody. It's nuts. You know. Um, Keith Lee, a great performer. We've seen him work with guys everywhere up to like Dominic Dijakovic, uh, to, uh, um, um, help yeah, me the, Gar- the Gargano match was, uh, was pretty Gargano. Good. Uh, we've seen him work with Cole. We've seen him work with Damian Priest. We've seen him work with Killian Dane. We've seen him work with guys up and down the spectrum of size and body types. And this guy can do it with everybody and have different matches. He just had a match with, uh, um, was it Damian Priest recently? Yeah, where it was like a super heavyweight style match, like it actually felt like a big man match. Whereas yeah. previously, his stuff with Dominic was like, oh, they almost were doing high flyer stuff um, <laughs> and some power moves. And then he does this stuff with Cole, where he plays the big man, and he knows how to work with a smaller guy. It's just so good. Yeah, yeah, he's he's versatile. You know, he's not doing ridiculous spots, even for big guys doing big stuff, but not stuff where you're like, well, he should be doing that. Um, and and his finishing move, I, I mean, this this. From it's almost like oh he's gonna have five of them into a power slam, is is outstanding. It, it's it's, it's a, a great move. So uh, yeah, so hats off uh, to uh, to Keith Lee, and yeah. uh, definitely you know it was it was the best Adam Cole match. No, but it was pretty gosh darn good. But I mean that's such a fine line because yeah, Adam Cole's had some fantastic matches. Yeah, um, but this, I, this, I also this, can this, I say this, I also loved the shot of Karrion Cross at the end. View oh. watching him from up top. Yeah, that was great, man. That, yeah. that was, that, I love that because you, you know you know what's next, and I want to see that match because man, that's that to me is perfect because you still you've got your moment, the big ending, and everything. that and the other thing yeah. you included Karrion Cross, who we are all thinking about anyway, and yeah. you you set the stage for what's to come in the story, so that even though we got this big moment, now we're left waiting for the next part. Does, does Keith Lee? Uh, here's the thing. So he's you know NX Lee. Um, is he is he going to be a thing that he's going to defend like two belts in the show? Or are they going to kind of treat him like you know Becky Lynch, where you got to defend both titles on, on a pay per view? How how, do, how are they going to treat him? I don't know because this isn't a, this isn't this isn't like having the the Raw title and the SmackDown title where they're the equivalent yeah. title on both shows. He's holding two different divisions essentially. I mean, I say divisions; they're not really division divided up in any meaningful way. Yeah, yeah, but 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 even Seth Rollins had to fight um, you Sting and John Cena on the same night, and he lost he lost one belt, and he he kept the other. So I mean, they they could do that and really build him up to this. You know, if he wanted to go to the Superman status, and maybe that's a yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sure he'll have to do a, a two in one night thing. 
Um, I think Kurt Angle did something like that one one night. I think he had to defend like the European title or the Intercontinental title. Well, and... He had a match at WrestleMania with Jericho and then somebody else was as a three way. And then like the first. Oh, fall, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the second fall, and then he didn't get pinned in either match, and he right. lost both belts. So, yep. Uh, Michael uh, Lee with a question: Was uh, Priest on uh, Great American Bash? No. Who has more losses and still features as much as him? Uh, he. Uh, uh, ooh, that's a good question. Who has as many losses and has featured as much as him? Well, I'm going to say Dominic Dijakovic right up until he was pulled up to the main roster because that dude never won any of the meaningful matches. No. But he was still always featured pretty well. But he had some pr pretty good matches, though. That was the thing. Yeah. Was he the one at the last takeover with Finn Balor? Was that him? And he took the big fall off the on the steps? Was that uh, Dijakovic in that no, match? No, that was Damian Priest. That was Damian Priest. Okay. Yeah, that was Damian Priest. Um. I'm trying to think of other guys who have been featured with that many losses. I mean, like he did. I mean, well, let's be perfectly clear. I mean, uh, for a, for a long time, Roderick Strong was that guy. Yeah, um, he he was he was yeah. just losing to everybody for the longest time. Uh, uh, friend, uh, Tyler Breeze, um, like the first go around, like I don't think that dude ever won a match, and then but he was always featured. He yeah, fought he was featured very heavily. Yeah, yeah, and uh, now he's back to losing again all the time. <laughs> The Dream lost has lost. I think, and I could be wrong, but I feel like the Dream lost a lot for a little bit, but he was still featured pretty well. Yeah, um, yeah. And then once they fine tune his character and put him on that role for a little bit, but yeah, yeah. yeah um, I mean, not, not everybody's going to win every match. I mean, that's you no, know, no. like we always talked about, like Sami Zayn, who eventually got the title. But uh. he, uh, I know next week, uh, uh, Grimes is taking on Priest in a one-on-one -on -one match, and we'll see what happens there. Realistically, um, Priest probably needs the win. Yeah, um, but Grimes—they've done a really good job of protecting him by giving him wins, meaningful wins, and finding a way to protect the guy he beats. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, Grimes is Grimes is a is a character to watch uh, coming yeah. up. So. All right, uh, ratings battle again. WWE overall winner or NXT right. overall winner for the night uh, in the money demo. Um, AEW the winner, which is the yeah, forty nine that way. That's the way it is. Yeah, um, which is just crazy to me that NXT can't pull a younger crowd. Yeah, well, it was a style, which which I don't, I, I don't I know think, what to do. I think the catch is we're really into the, the NXT crowd is a lot of the long-term WWE fans. I think it's a lot of the fans who were disenfranchised with the main roster product and have turned to NXT, but they're longtime fans of, of WWE, whereas AEW, I think, is pulling the independent crowd who wasn't – I don't get me wrong. There's WWE fans watching it, obviously. Oh, right yeah. Here. yeah. Um, but there's – I think they're pulling a lot of guys who were – so disenfranchised with WWE, they weren't watching it anymore or never had. Um, yeah. I, I find it hard to believe you never have. I mean, that's that's if you're a wrestling fan, you can't. I don't think you can say you've never watched WWE. I don't think it's no, possible. No, no. All right. So we have. Um, so earlier this week. Oh, by the way. Um, but what better night? Uh, week two or week one of uh, NXT? Uh, probably week one, but I don't know. But week two had two two big matches. Two yeah, big what was the, what was week what was week one again? Do you remember what was on that? Well, card? You, you had you had uh, Io Shirai versus Sasha. You had Loomis versus Strong. You had the, you had the strap match. Mm -hmm. uh, you know Thatcher versus a Lorcan. Uh, the Rhea Ripley match. Uh, Tegan Knox versus uh, in the, the uh, Fatal Four Way. But she has her title match next week, by the way. Mm -hmm. Nice promo. I thought that she could Yeah, good video there. package. Um, which um, is good. Sometimes I think as, as, as far as the overall card, yeah. week one was stronger. Um the, the but week week two had the, the match that closed all of it. Week yeah. two had the match. I mean the, the, that, and that was probably the best match between both shows uh yeah. this this week. Um but but definitely worthy. 
All right, yeah. so uh, a couple of days ago, as we move on from that, you uh, you talked to somebody. You got a little, you got a little bonus I, did. I did talk to somebody. Uh, I had the opportunity to sit down and have a little conversation with uh, Tyler Connolly, um, despite the fact the technology hated me, um, of uh, Theory of a Dead Man. He's the lead singer for Theory of a Dead Man. I got to talk to him about a lot of things. Uh, the whole interview is up. You can find it on on, on uh, uh, other pages and YouTubes and whatnot. But uh, we, I got to talk to him specifically in this part about um, their connection to WWE because they've actually had several of their songs featured on WWE. So I was curious about this because uh, we talked about you know video games before, but something I'm really into wrestling. And I know the theory of a dead man has been involved with WWE on numerous different occasions. You guys have yeah. done songs, pay-per-views, or or their particular albums, like a, a Ruthless Volume, whatever. Um, I think you guys did Vince McMahon's song. Yeah, uh, we did uh, No Chance. Is it No Chance in Hell, I think, was Vince yeah. McMahon's new song. We did that, yeah. So how did, awesome. How did that happen? How did you get that connection with WWE? Did they see you guys out, or did you guys approach them? No, I guess they reached out. It's um, I think, I think it's Jim Johnston is the guy who does all the music for WWE. Yeah. So I think he reaches out. They're very particular though. They they are you can't change a word, you can't you can't do anything. So we were very nervous because we're like, okay, we have to try to make this a, a theory song, but also we have to like do it justice, and we can't change anything. So it was very difficult actually in the studio, but. It turned out great, and we were just uh, yeah. He he approached us a couple occasions to do. Um, we did Deadly Game as well. Like we did right. a, a version of Deadly Game. Yeah, fantastic! It was a lot of fun I'm trying to figure out how to do a, a wrestling song. And there's a rap, I think, in No Chance in Hell. I think it's kind of a rap. Oh, so it was interesting. Again. <laughs> yeah, we did it. We did a good did it justice though. I was we were really happy that it was for the big man himself too, Vince. So that was pretty cool. Way back in the, uh, I, the day I had that album, so I'm sure I've heard it, but now I'm going to go have a nostalgia trip when we're done here and listen to it on the way home. Yeah. Uh, I know you guys also did, I think 2014 Panic Room was for uh, Hell in a Cell, or, uh, I believe. That's right. That's yep. right, yeah. So, that's kind of a cool connection to have under your belt. It's, it's Not everybody gets to do songs for uh, the pro wrestling community, so that's kind of neat. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, we grew up in Canada, so there's some, there's some good... Uh, Elite wrestlers that grew up there. I think the heart, the heart uh, yeah. foundation, and Chris Jericho. Yeah, the big yeah. one. There's uh, there's quite a few. I've always heard that Bret Hart is so popular in Canada that he could run for political office and win with no platform whatsoever. Is that a true thing, or is that just one of these myths that Americans tell about? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Bret Hart, maybe. I think at this point, Chris. Chris probably could uh, become the prime minister of Canada. I think Chris Jericho. Wow. I think he probably could. Some people, a lot of people would vote for him. <laughs> that's really high. How popular. Yeah. yeah, I think so. In any event, so until uh, next week when we will be previewing Extreme Rules for WWE, their main roster pay-per-views are back. Uh, we'll talk about that next week. Uh, and in the meantime, remember, uh, facebook.com slash ESPR99 on the Twitter at ESPR99 or emails ESPR at FM99.com and find us on all your major podcasting apps. Just search ESPR Wrestling. Subscribe. Give us a five-star rating and a review. We greatly appreciate it. And uh, until next week when we'll get extreme on your ass, remember to uh, eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat.